Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Hello, my friend. I am so happy that you're here. This is a really special episode. I always say that, but it is. <laughs> I'm interviewing my mom and she'd be ranting. So just get ready for the rant, y'all. She is sharing her story. My mom, Margarita Ortiz, who is has been a single mother and her whole life struggled with bipolar disorder. She is now, I am proud to say, uh, in her own words, she's like, I don't have bipolar. And I'm like, okay. She is, she was taking 12 pills uh, a day, 12 pills for, um, from her psychiatrist, you know, mental health, mental illness pills. And she is on one. She takes one medication, one pill for her, for bipolar. And she is doing an incredible, incredible job, uh, winning at life. We have our things as we always do, as parents always do. But I can tell you right now that she has transformed completely as a person. She's lost 45 pounds. She, during COVID, didn't see us. You know, she couldn't come to Australia to visit us. And she would come usually once or twice a year. And I hadn't seen her in almost two years. This was our first Mother's Day, May 2022, that we got to have together. And she will be here for her birthday, her 57th birthday, my birthday, and my son, uh, Raven, who's turning seven, his birthday. So it's been a really beautiful trip. It has had its challenges, as always. Things do. However, I feel like we were able to actually have a discussion about where she came from and what her background was. So you're going to hear Margarita's story. We call her Margie. And the reason I wanted to share this is because, first of all, I love you. You listen to my podcast. And for those of you that have listened many times, you know my story. You've heard a lot. And I think it's going to be a cool perspective to hear her story and hear her upbringing, how she showed up in the world. And obviously, there's so many details that we missed out on. Um, we just couldn't, we couldn't do it with the time that we had. And secondly, if you're new to the podcast and maybe you're like, who the hell is Margarita? Who the hell is Erica? I don't even know you. What I want to share here is that the reason we are the way we are is because of how we grew up and what we went through as, as children in our childhood, whether we like to admit that or not, a hundred percent, our childhood affects us. And if we want to understand ourselves and why we have blocks and what goes on for us and our complicated relationships with the people who raised us. We need to understand them as well. And it doesn't mean what she did ever was okay or what your parents did was okay, but it is an understanding of where they're coming from and how they were raised and, and, and what shaped their vision and their lives. And when you can have that understanding and that empathy and that compassion for your caregivers, for your parents, you're able to understand them better, therefore able to work with them and communicate better with more empathy and more compassion. So I'm really pumped to share this with you. Uh, we also videoed this, so hopefully we can share the video on YouTube soon as well. Um, she has had a complicated life, my mom, you know, and you will hear in her story some of the stuff that continuously shows up is that she was left and she fought and she believed in herself and she created a life for herself and she didn't believe that she couldn't. She knew, as she says, she had faith that the things that she wanted would work out and you know, her mom didn't treat her the best and her upbringing was rough and they abused her and physically and sexually. 
And she fought through the stigma of mental health and being in a mental hospital in Puerto Rico, almost left for dead there and finding her way to America, having me raising me and dealing with a like depression and um, anxiety and all of the things that that we go through. So I just want to give it up to my mom. Uh, She's my hero. She really is to be able to raise me on her own and do what she did. And then for me to turn out how I did. I know that she's not fully responsible for how I turned out. However, having her hand there, having her foundations and her never giving up on me and always coming back to find me in foster homes has meant the world to me. And it is where I get my determination and my drive from. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Me interviewing my gorgeous mom, Margarita Ortiz. Tell everybody your name, please. What's your name? (laughs) My name is Margarita Ortiz. Erika's mom. Yes. And you are in Australia? I'm in Australia visiting my daughter that I haven't seen almost two years. Yeah, Because the pandemic, the damn pandemic, (laughs) (laughs) stupid pandemic, (laughs) got me locked down at home. (laughs) Not uh, traveling at all. Yeah. But I'm here with Erika. Erika, Erika Kramer, it's not even Erika Ortiz or Sepulveda no more, it's Kramer. It's Kramer. I I don't even know my daughter no more. (laughs) Erika Kramer. She's so famous now. So, Mom, can you tell everybody, not everybody, there's nobody, me and you, are you nervous a little bit? No, 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 I'm okay. Be honest. I'm okay, I'm good. Good? You have confidence? Yes, I do. Okay, what does confidence mean to you? What does that mean to you? Uh, believing in yourself, yeah, and to give you the comfort to achieve what you want to achieve for life, yeah. and move on, and to believe in yourself, back yourself, believe in yourself, and uh, do whatever you want to do in life. And if you have the confidence, you can do it. That's it from Margarita Ortiz. From Margarita Ortiz, <laughs> the blondie from America. <laughs> no, from PR. From P, ¿cómo dice Bad Bunny? P fucking R. Bueno. <laughs> from, I don't say that. Okay. Uh, from Puerto Rico. Yeah. But I haven't been in Puerto Rico for a long, long, long time. Okay, so where were you born? When? Where were you born in Puerto Rico, mom? I was born in Rio Grande which is near the rainforest, but I grew up in uh, St. Tuse, where, where Daddy, Daddy Yankee, Yankee is, <laughs> all the, all the, the guys. Barrio Obrero. Barrio Obrero, that was, I went to school in Barrio Obrero. Yeah. And I went to university in Puerto Rico, in Rio Piedras. And I live in Rio Piedras mainly. I've been in Rio Grande, but I don't... We called a lot of Rio Grande. Yeah. My mom moved to Rio Grande, downtown in Rio Grande, like like in a barrio. Yeah. And I lived there until eight years old. Then I moved to Santuse with her cousin. And that's where I... That's where you were from. That's where I grew up. And that's what I mostly know. So tell me when... So you have a really good story and I wanted you to share because I think people don't see... Todas las partes de la gente, solamente the parts that we share. So I share a lot about my story, but I think you're an amazing woman, and I am very honored to be your daughter, and I, you're my hero, and you've done an amazing job 
with all the stuff that life has dealt us, us you know. So can you share, you were born, so you, you're the, are you the only child? Do you have brothers and sisters? What happened no. at eight years old? No, you? we are, we are actually nine all together. My mom, two of the kids died when they were born. So she has seven kids because her situation, no husband, not a job, not education. My mom gave each kid away to family, basically, and only raised one, the youngest one, Carmen Iri. Yeah. She kept it. She has three marriage. She was married three times and divorced three times. She beat me because I never get married in my life. Yeah. I have a daughter, but I never been married. So my mom got married three times, which is a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. The lady did it. She did a number. Yeah. <laughs> and she got nine kids, which is a lot. I have one, and I thought I was going to die. <laughs> she got nine kids, so I, I gave her uh, some prop for that. Yeah. But she raised me until A, which I really remember her a lot because she raised me, took me to a lot of places when I was a kid. So uh, by herself she raised you or with your dad or? No, my daddy, actually, I didn't met him until he was, when I was 18. So she raised you on her own. She raised me with my grandfather, grandmother, and my two uncles. She always lived with the, with them. Yeah. And uh, she has my other sister, Marta, mm -hmm. living with me. So we were, we live in, uh, in the barrio in Rio Grande. Me and my sister, we, go, we used to go outside and play. My mom said, time to go inside the house. So we did. But when my mom wasn't looking, we sneak out of the window <laughs> and we go outside and play until late, sometime one o'clock in the morning. Wow. With How old all, were you? I was like seven or eight, seven or eight. Gotcha, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, because all the kids and the mom, they stay out playing and we play different. We were kind of, it was kind of a very, how you call, um, healthy, healthy thing. It wasn't, uh -huh. it wasn't a crime. It wasn't bad. It was very child kind of healthy thing we, we did playing. Yeah. And we like to play, so we sneak in out the window, go outside and play. <laughs> and my mom is like, where are you guys? So she find out we got back inside and we sleep. And, yes, yeah, so even that I didn't grow up with my brothers and sisters, I end spending time with them when, when I was 18. I started looking for my family, went to college. I look and I found my mom. I found my father. And I found my brothers and sisters, and we kind of got reunited. Hold on, but you missed the big part. So when you were eight years old. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the big part. Okay. When you were eight years well, old. When I, was, yeah. when I was eight years old, I went to live at her cousin's house. My, my mom's first cousin took me to Santurce. And Why did you go? Like you were living with your mom. I was living with my mom. And then what, how did you? And my other sister. And the lady went, one day she went to the house and she brought a lot of uh, fruit and goodies, like trying to impress, like trying to buy somebody. Yeah. So she kind of wanted to buy this girl so she can work for her or whatever. 
So she said, I was very shy. I was inside the room. I looked through the curtain and my mom, and she said, who's that girl? My mom said, oh, you want it? You can have it. So the lady said, okay. So I guess she was looking for some person to do work or whatever at home. So she so, gave you to her. So my mom gave me to the lady and they packed a little bit of clothes. They put me in a car. They took me all the way to Santurce. And I was happy to go because I don't know why, but I was happy to go. I know. I asked you. I was like, wouldn't you be sad or crying? Like, no, I, I didn't crazy. cry or nothing. I didn't cry or nothing. Uh, I, I guess it was, I don't know. I was kind of a venture person or something. And and uh, I feel happy because we have what they call in Puerto Rico, Letrina, the bathroom. Yeah. It's, it's a like big a hole. It's a hole and you go there and poo there. Outside, and outside? Outside the house. And I was so scared because I was a little kid. And every time I sit there, I, I stood there, I look and I hate it. I don't like it. So when the lady said she lived in the city, so. You were like, I need a nice toilet. No, no. Yeah, I am. Uh, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of guess that they have a toilet, not a latrina. Uh -huh. So I, the lady said, "Yeah, we have a toilet." So I say, "Okay." So that's the only thing I ask, and that's the only thing really I think about it. Leaving that latrina because I hate it and I was scared. Yeah. So I left, and they took me in a car, and I was looking through the window all the way, and that's it. But I wasn't sad or nothing. I didn't cry. You or can remember, you weren't sad. No, I didn't cry. Yet. I wasn't sad, and I, I don't know, maybe. Something inside me want me to leave or yeah. move on somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Even that I was eight years old, I was thinking maybe big or for a change or moving on. Mm. Even at eight years old, I was dreaming leave this freaking place yeah. in the country, the latrina mostly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I I didn't I didn't cry or miss my mom or my sister or nobody. Wow. I felt that, like, let's go, you know. And she was your co a cousin of your mom? My mom's cousin, first so cousin. Family, yeah. yeah, she was family. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't never cry in the house either, never yeah. cry. It was like I was meant to, for me to do that yeah, somehow. Yeah. Did you, w when you were with grandma, like, as a kid before you were eight years old and you left, did you have, like, a, did you have a nice upbringing? Do you feel like? It was hard. Like, how was your life before that? No, yeah, I rem I have. That's why I have a. Even that I was with my mom only until eight years old. I had a good memories about her because my mother used to take me out to for ice cream. She buy me toys. She spent time with me. It was me and my sister, but mostly me. Mostly my mom spent more time with me. We were very close. She take me to her friends houses, places, I don't know, and and we she buy me clothes, she buy me toys, yeah. little toys. Did you miss did you miss having a dad? Like did other people have fathers? Were you like okay no tell me about Baki? Like No no Did you miss that? I don't know why. I never no, I never thought about it. Never mm. never asked. Yeah. Or never I don't know. I guess you didn't miss it. It wasn't a thing. No. I don't know why. I don't know if I was different, but yeah. somehow I was because I I never miss having a father or or having, I don't know. Yeah, you we, feel good. We, I have my sister. We play with the kids, the neighbor kids, and we play and have fun, and we go places. And I remember my grandfather, my grandmother, and my uncles, 
for family. Uh-huh. But before living in that house in in the barrio, uh-huh. we live all the way in the um country. Yeah. And they have a big big I remember it was a big red house like a like a barn, like an hacienda, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, big one. And I remember it has a big like a yard, but it was dirt, but they call it the red yeah, yeah. Red dirt. Uh-huh. And we used to play and eat it. We used we, to eat the dirt. We, Me and my sister and the kids, we we get a little play and play like it was food and we eat uh-huh, it. Because uh-huh. we didn't have toys then. Yeah. So we played kind of humble and very innocent yeah. type of things. And they have something they call the pan tree. Uh-huh. has something, it dropped. They call it jagua. Uh-huh. So it's like a canoe. So uh-huh. we put that in the hill, and we took a ride with that, uh, like we cool. slide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a slide. Yeah. And then. Like we used to do in the snow. Yeah. Slide. But we didn't end there, in the uphill, yeah. all the way down. Then further down, they have a river, and I, all the kids, friends, and boys, and brothers, we used to go and, and go swimming in underwear, little kids, mm-hmm. because we were, yeah, you're they were innocent at uh-huh. that time. And then it was far, the, the truck, the ice cream truck is to come all the way at the road. So when we hit the ice cream truck, we start running, running all the way up and we got ice cream. That was a good trip. Nice. nice. I mean, for being in the country and being yeah. poor, yeah. we had a good life. Yeah. So you at eight years old, then you went into the city and you're with your... Before, mom's. before, yeah. before that, I was five or six. My mom married my sister, Maribel's father's, the guy. Yeah. And we live with her, with him, my sister, Martita, me and him. And his sis daughter lived next door with two kids. Yeah. And my mother sent me to church with them. Yeah. The Pentecostal church. I never went to Catholic. They always... Yeah. They always her Pentecostal church, the lady. And the lady has two two kids. So I was like five or six, and they put me in the choir with the kids in church. So I used to sing in the choir when I was five or six in church. Mm. And after church, they take us for ice cream. Nice. And we lived there for a while with the guy. Then after that, I guess they, that's when my mother moved. That's when my mother moved to the place that I started talking in a barrio. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember if the guy, I don't think he moved with us. My mm-hmm. mom was pregnant. She wasn't with him. She got my, no, that was after. Kind of yeah. messed up. Know, it's too many, too many things. Anyway, yeah. I don't remember the part of my sister Maribel. I don't remember that part. I wasn't, yeah, I, I wasn't there when that happened. I was already in the country, you in the eight, city. There's nine of you or eight of you. Yeah. Seven, 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 seven. Live. I was in the city already. And when I went to the city, I was eight. I, the lady has a department store. Yeah. And I had to work in the store with her. At eight years old. I had to work at the store. I had to do dishes. I had to wow. learn how to cook. Take care of her grandkids. Three babies. They put you to work at eight years old. Clean, 
I have to clean the house. I have to do dishes. I have to iron. And I have to go to school. I couldn't watch TV at a regular time mm. because I had things to do. So at nighttime, when they go to sleep, I sneak in and I watch TV until five in the morning <laughs> all night. Wow. And then, TV. and then after that, after that, I go take a shower, go to school. I hardly never sleep. Yeah, yeah. I hardly sleep. So tell me, at, at this at this house, how did you feel like you were happy? Did they treat you good? Or did you feel like, you're going to, okay, one time we talked about like a Cinderella, like a, yeah, you know, like they treated you like a, not as good as your mom was treating you. Well, no, they, there wasn't love, really like love. Yeah. Family love or like a daughter. It was more like somebody working for them. Yeah. Like a like a maid somehow, little maid somehow since I got there. And, but I don't know. I was okay. Yeah. I, I learned how to live with that. And I, I like it somehow because after when I grew up older, I realized it was, I appreciate it because they teach me how to clean, how to cook, how to be responsible, how to work. Yeah. And they have a store and I like it. I hate it at the beginning, but then I like it because uh, the, the guys used to go and they said, I want to buy pants, uh, shirts, shoes, la, la, la. And I, since I was a little kid, I have kind of like a good thing for for the, for coordination, machine, and things like that. like that, like fashion, fashion. And jewelry, and nails. So the guy, the guy used to say, the lady, my, my stepmom, she used to get mad because I took too long with the guy, waiting on the guy. <laughs> uh, maybe I was like 10 when that happened. And the guy, she she was she was kind of a hard, her character was like, she was a bitter woman, bitter. Mm-hmm. She wasn't friendly. She wasn't happy. She was bitter. And I don't know, I was happy all the time. And, and when the guy come, I said, okay, I find you something. So I Got a shoes, shirt, and all that, a outfit for the guy. And he said, thank you. Then next week he come, he said, okay, I want to buy something else, but I want the little girl to wait on me because she know how to match. Yeah, that's good. So I got customers already. (laughs) They like me. They like the way I was doing things. They like it. So the guy said, okay, no, no, no. Okay, I want to buy something else, but I want the little girl because I like the way she matched my top my pants socks shoes yeah she really know how to match and she's yeah, good yeah. so i got customers so they all come for me the lady instead of getting good uh please she yeah. got mad because she said i took too long to wait on the customers you're too friendly mom you were doing too good no she said you she said you took you taking too long waiting buy what sell whatever i said no 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 if you yeah. sell something good and People the customer customer is going to be happy. He's going to come back. But if you sell, how come you're going to sell a purple shirt with red pants? That doesn't match. You have to. So she got upset because I took long time with everybody. But everybody come and they want me to wait on them, yeah. whoever, kids, everybody. Because they like the way I was treating them. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you- I wasn't even trying yeah. to be a salesperson. So you did that. And then how old? You were like nine, ten. And then this house was the house where it was more, not difficult, a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And then you were in school. You became 
You went to college because that's crazy. I didn't go to college, but you went to college. Yeah, but but I live I lived there ten years, and uh, through all that, it wasn't easy. They they hit me a lot too, like her yeah. husband. If because for some reason I talked back to the lady, yeah. because that was the way for me to yeah. express express. Yeah. So she didn't like it. So she she get mad at me, and she hit me. They they use the belt. They I pee in my pants. Then I have to clean the floor after I pay my bills. So your mom never hit you? They they did. No, mommy wow. nunca did. That's my mom nice. never never did. But uh, you know, so they hit me a lot because they said I was too fresh. I talk back, la la la. So yeah. they don't like it. They want me to. They want me to stay and do whatever they want. But yeah. I I cannot yeah. defend myself yeah. talking back. So anyway, one day she got mad at me and she said she's gonna kill me. So she pushed me against the free refrigerator and put a knife in my neck. What? And I said, what? How old were you? Maybe I was like 12. What? And she said, she's going to kill me. I said, what? Kill me. You can kill me if you want. And I stay like that. She didn't kill me. And then after, I, I was never, never raped there. But there were times that they they, they tried to somehow, but somehow didn't happen. Yeah, like a sexual abuse. Didn't happen because I started praying in my head and the guy didn't do nothing. But yeah. her son-in-law... One time, show up naked in front of me when I was ironing some clothes. I was twelve, and he show up naked, and he and I'm like, I didn't say nothing. I stood quiet and I start praying in my head, and he disappeared. Nothing yeah. happened. And her husband, one time, they left. Everybody left, and he said, "Oh, come to my room and to my bed." And I got inside and I locked myself in the room because I have a key. Yeah. I, I locked. Yeah, but nothing happened. I didn't tell nobody because I know they're not going to believe me. So I never tell nothing. It, it wasn't, it was hard. It was hard because uh, they didn't treat me like a family. They the treat family, me, yeah. they treat me more like a, like a slave, like uh-huh. a servant, yeah, like a maid. But I don't have other choice. You know, I was there already. So every day, every day, every night, I took the pillow and I cry and I talk to God and I talk and I say, God, one day I'm going to get out. When I be 18, I'm going to get out. You're going to help me. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to find my mom, my family. So when I was 18, before that, hiding from from them with mm. some friends in school, we went and we got a basic grant from the United States for the college. A grant, yeah. Wow. A grant, basic grant. It was good grant. My friend helped me. We applied. I got it. I got college. I got accepted. I took the basic grant. Uh, the 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 entrance examination board for college and I passed and I did one. everything and I finished and I find a boarding house to go and I told them told her daughter she got oh she got two daughters yeah and one That's of the like Cinderella yeah she got two daughters one was a nice girl to me oh good the other one was bad uh, the the one uh, didn't get seen. was bad yeah but one was good. The, the the good one buy me a bathing suit, jeans, everything. My first jeans and wow. her husband was American, so he was a sound engineer. So he talked to me in English, yeah, and wow. that's how I learned English with him. Wow! And I learned with him English. And they took me to the beach. They took me to the concerts. They took me to nice. dancing to the club to the disco, and they took me to see Irishakon, the famous yeah, the, the yeah. dancer. To the club because he was the the one who do the show the music. Oh, that would have been and cool. That you know, so they also has a stereo and they have records salsa. So they get mad at me because they asked me to clean the house and they sent me to clean. 
All I did was play music and put water <laughs> everywhere in the house. So I played Celia Cruz, que si salsa, uh -huh. and very loud and uh, water everywhere. When they got home, the house was water everywhere, no food, nothing. <laughs> oh, look at you. What did you be doing? We sent you to clean the house. Blah, blah, blah. So I had a lot of fun with that, yeah. listening to music. So the guy took me to the Borican Records to hear and see the orchestra recording Orchestra Celesta. Wow, that's and awesome. They also, they, they like to party a lot. They used to have a live party with live orchestra in the house. Yeah. And I was the band tender. <laughs> I, I was doing the drinks for everybody. I did the drinks for everybody. You're going to make drinks for me, Mom. Uh, and I had to do rum and coke and whiskey, whatever. So one day at a party at her house, not the lady, the daughter's house, uh, they having three orchestra, and I say, I want to know what this is. So I got a beer. I open the beer and I drink it. <laughs> and I, because I, I wonder why people drinking this. Hello, what is this? I want to know. How what old it, were you? I was like 14. Yeah. So I said, I want to know what this is. So I drink it and I was like almost drunk. And everybody's <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I sip it. I was scared. So I sip it. And, you know, besides that they were street, they, every weekend we go for, out, out in yeah. hotels and a beach and with places the with, with the family, couple. with the family, the whole family, mm. the husband, the lady, the daughters, the kids. And we go to different beach. We go to, on a 4th of July, we go to different yeah, hotels. So, you, so yeah. you know, we celebrate things like that. And you were, you were by yourself. So your sisters and brothers weren't with you. No, 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 no. You were with this family. So, so when I got 18, I did that. I went to college. Then I had a boyfriend. The University of Puerto Rico. Uh, and I went to live in a boarding house, and I have a boyfriend. Hold on, can I ask you something? When you left, were they angry with you? Because you were leaving. Well, I told the lady, her daughter, the bad one, uh, I'm going to school tomorrow. You got to take me to this place. And the lady used to say all the time that I wasn't no good, that I was going to get pregnant. I have uh, kids everywhere, that I wasn't true, that I went to college because I wasn't good, because I was stupid, because I wasn't oh, able to walala. I said, no, I'm going, and I showed them. So they took me, but, yeah, they took me, but they wasn't too they happy. They believe in you. Yeah, they yeah. were happy. So she said, okay, you're going to go, but weekends you have to come back to clean and do things for us. So I have to leave from Rio Piedra, like not even half an hour, take all my clothes, everything, go in the bus and travel to the house. On weekends. How long was that? Half an hour? No. Yeah, like half an hour. But, you know, because the boarding house, they're all from different towns far. Oh. And they didn't know because I don't, I'm not going to tell them. Yeah. So they thought I was from another town far. Yeah. So I have to leave Every the weekend. boarding house on weekends with all my clothes in a bus, in the public bus, go there, walk from the from the bus stop all the way down, all the way to the house and clean. My friend, my boyfriend's sister said, uh, don't do that anymore. Stay with us. They live nearby. They used to go to school with me, two girls. Your boyfriend. You had a boyfriend? Yeah. And his then, sister. His sisters yeah. told me, don't you go there anymore. They don't treat you good. Stay with us Yeah. here and you can stay for the weekend and we go out places, la, la, la. So I started staying with them in their house and going places. Mm. That's how I became her boyfriend, girlfriend. Because the guy saw me cleaning, la, la, la. He said he likes that. I was a good person. So we became boyfriends. And yeah. I stay with them. I never go back to them. And at Christmas time, 
And they came by looking for me because they were mad that I never went back because they want me to stay and clean for them and do la 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 la. So I stay with this girls until, and then I was 19 when my father died. So hold on, but before that, you were 18 and at 18, you were like, I'm going to school. I'm going to boarding house. And then when did you, when did you say, I want to find my mom and dad? When I was 18. Okay. Tell me about that. When I was 18, I already in college, I told my boyfriend, so he took me all the way to, I don't know how I remember, but I went to that town. And I looked different places, and I found my father in a hospital sick with cancer. I took him out, and I took him to his wife all the way in the country, in Rio Grande, to the house. Then before that, I found my mom before my father. I went looking for her where she used to live, and I said, listen, lady, what's your name? She said, oh, Lola. I said, oh, you're my mom. She said, really? Then she looked at me and she didn't recognize, but I I kind of recognized her. Wow. And she said, oh, yeah, okay. So we started the relationship back again, like yeah. mother and daughter. Wow. And then they- Did you meet your sisters and brothers then? My mother lived with Carmen Edie. My little sister was five when I found my mom. Only me and my, and my sister, my mom and my sister lived there. And my mom has a house, like almost broken, wood broken. Wow. So me, my boyfriend, and my brother, Raul, when I met my brother, when he lived next to my father with the wife, I met him. We started fixing the house for my mom. Nice. Every Christmas. You're I amazing. So you got given away. You come back to help her build her house. And you found your dad. Mm-hmm. And you started looking after him as well. Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know. I don't even know how I remember the house, but I took him all the way to his wife. I don't even know how I remember that. I'm how, sure something would How happened. that happened. But Maybe I, he would have told you where he lived. I don't know. No, no, no. Because my father only, he went to see me at that house in in Santurce when I was 13 with my brother Sammy. They went wow. to visit me wow. one time. Before that, my mom went to visit me one time too, only one time. So that's why I remember their faces. Mm. They went to visit me. And uh, But I used to cry every night, every mm. night. And I say, God, you're going to help me when I be 18. I'm leaving. I'm going to get out. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to find my mom, my, my sister, my daddy, la, la, la. And I find it, so I did find it. Yeah. And then, but the, the sad part was that, well, the good part was that I found my mother. We end bringing her a stove, a TV for Kamenidi, toys, wow, clothes, nice. everything. So you help them to set up. And then your dad was had cancer. Mm-hmm. What kind of cancer did he have? Skin cancer. Yeah. A big tumor. Yeah. And, and uh, when I when I found him, uh, he was in a kind of far from where he lived, another town where Maribel lives now, Fajaldo. He was in a bed laying down there just alone. And I mean, like, nobody cares for him. Nobody saw him. Nobody. His wife put him there. But I don't, I just took him and took him to her, to her. Back to you. <laughs> and, and, and when I took her, when I took him there, that's when I started seeing him for nine months. Nine I months. saw him every Sunday. You visited Sunday, him. You- every Sunday to the sea, to the country. And he was very sick and uh, he has a big tumor. But even that, he used to say, okay, let's go outside and find some bananas and fruit because he has a big farm. Wow. And my brother Raul lived next to him. Wow. Did he know that was his dad? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he knows knew. him. Okay, he knew. He doesn't know I was his sister. So when he Shit, saw me. That's so crazy. So when he saw me, he goes, look at me like a lady, you know? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> no, Raul. look alike. No, but he was looking at me like, like I was, like I look okay, good. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> was, uh, he was surprised. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, so I met him, his wife, my father. So my father used to have a big, big, big a garden with flowers. Yeah. So I used to like it a lot to go see him and look at the garden. And uh, yeah, well, so I dedicated like nine months to him yeah. until he died. But my mother, before him, before taking him, I, I did my mom first. Yeah. And I spent time with Carmeniti, my sister, who was a little kid, a little brat walking around the whole barrio <laughs> back and forth. And I bring my TV that my boyfriend bought me, I bring it to Carmeniti. Uh, my boyfriend's mom's stove, we clean it, fix it, and we give it to my mom. Nice. We did. We spent like until maybe 12 o'clock one day a night fixing the floor, the wood, because uh -huh. my mother fell down and broke her vein. So we got to take it to the hospital because it was wow. holes. Yeah. She got, it was holes in it. And what happened before that? Before that? Yeah, yeah. So you, you helped her. And now your dad, your dad passed away. And that was a big part for you. Yeah, like, and before that, before that, I remember my other sisters too. Well, that was when, when he passed out. Yeah, so he passed away. And then did you know all of your sisters and brothers by then? Or had you not met them? Yeah, I knew. I knew Sammy. Yeah, I knew them. You knew, I knew them. them. I knew and they were kind of in their own areas, right? Todo el mundo estaba como separated. No, they were. Okay, Gloria, my sister Gloria, who brought me here after, it was here in uh, Maynard. Massachusetts, America, yeah. America. Yeah. She came to America when she was a little baby. Oh, so she wasn't in Puerto Rico. Never. So she wasn't there. Carmen was there. Maribel Only and Marta Carmen, Maribel and Marta. Raul, and Raul and Sammy were there. They were... They were in Puerto Rico. No, Sammy. Sammy, I met Sammy here. Okay, in America. Raul was there. Yeah. Then he came here. Okay, so you didn't know everybody. So now you, you've got your dad. You're looking after him. He dies. And what happens for you then? Because that was a big moment in your life. When, when f my father died after nine months, spending nine months with him, I, I was in school. I was working at Sears at the moment. And yeah, I decided to, to take him to the lady and, and see him. Hey, my boyfriend took me every Sunday. I dedicated. I stopped going to the beach, yeah. to the places. I went to see him all the time for nine months. And then he died. <coughs> Excuse me. He got a <coughs> he got cancer. he got cancer, skin yeah. cancer, very bad, very bad. So, but I think I did the best thing taking him back home. Yeah, because he was alone in the hospital. Nobody was watching him or helping him. So at least he got some quality time with me. Yeah, yeah, and the wife and my mom. Yeah, and then I used to take my mother to see him too. Yeah, yeah, and uh. You know, we spent time together, and we spent time, but then he died. After nine months, he died. And that's when, when I had a nervous breakdown when he died. I used to cry when I saw him for nine months. Every day I used to cry yeah, and go home with my eyes swollen, crying every day, crying, crying, crying. People say, oh, you're going to get sick. Take care. 
So I did get, I got a breakdown and he got buried. And that's how things started with the breakdown. And I ended up losing my apartment, my furniture. You just, felt like, you just felt like sad, like depressed, upset, crying. Oh, yeah. And I, there was nobody, was there anybody supporting you? Not really, no. It was very bad for me that he died, you know, yeah. because I never lose nobody that close. Yeah. And uh, I never went to church. Before. I do. I did believe in God, but I, I didn't have the foundation like now. Yeah. Like when my mother died was different, but yeah. now with him, he, he, I got so attached to him that it was very striking for me to, yeah. to know that he died. So they called me at work. Ah, oh, your father got... A little sick, I said, no, don't lie to me, he died, right? So it was a Friday. So they say, yeah, he died. So I went, got my boyfriend, we went, and we have the berry, the, the awake and all that. And I got a breakdown, and after that, it was it was bad because I, I had my apartment, but I ain't losing everything, so mm-hmm. I ain't living with everybody. Yeah. I ain't been, I ain't been in almost homeless in the street for a couple months. And the sleeping in the park everywhere. Yeah. It was crazy. Then then I uh after not being with my mom, I end with my mother as an adult. Yeah. But I was sick. Yeah. So they they Did you know? Like did you know what you were feeling just sad? Did you know you were getting a sickness? Did you know any was that ever talked about or was that algo que hablaban de la gente o tú no sabías nada? It was no. like, what am I feeling? Sad? No, I didn't. I didn't know what was going on. I yeah. didn't know. The, I didn't know nothing. Nothing. Because yeah, abuela had it too. She wasn't at that time sick. No, mommy, mommy, and mommy got diagnosed when she came here with uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, but she, had, she by, didn't have it in Puerto Rico. She wasn't sick in Puerto Rico. Well, she had it somehow. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah she had a little. Okay. She had a little. Like bit. a little bit of like. That's was, why Gloria went to get her. My sister went to rescue her and me. Tomau. Yeah. So now you're sick and nobody knows how to support you because I can imagine. When was that? The 80s? The, not the 80s? No. The 70s? I was 19, so that was... Uh, Late 60s? No. It's after that. No, more. 19. Okay. I graduated in 74. That was... My father died in 1978. Okay. Before he died... So right before the 80s. Yeah, 78. Before he died, I got to be the queen for United Way for Sears. Yeah. In February. February. Yeah, yeah. Then February, I was the queen. In March, he died. Wow. A month March. after. March. He died in March. You know what day? 10. March 10. 1978, he died. Wow. I was a queen in February 18, 1978. You have a good memory. Even though there's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So he passed away. Now you're feeling you're not good. People don't know how to take care of you. So mm-hmm. something happened. You got finally somebody put you in the, you know, who put you in the hospital to be sick? Okay. When I, when I, my father died and I got the breakdown and I threw go back to host to the hot to the world before I see. No, let's see. Before he died, I don't know. There was so a time. Okay, there was you. there was a time that I was sick, living at the at the apartment with my roommates, uh-huh. being with, living there. Before he died? No, I think it was after. So he died. You didn't feel you were feeling sick, and then what happened? Who took you to the hospital, or what happened there? 
Okay, while I was with my roommates, nobody knew because I started hiding on the, the bed and all these different things that wasn't normal for them to understand. Yeah. So nobody really knew what was going on with me. They couldn't, they didn't know. Nobody couldn't help me because they didn't know. Yeah. I end back with my mom. Mm. And that's when she put me in this hospital in Puerto Rico, what they call it, the manicomio, which is the bad place. Like the, an asylum. The only hospital, psyche hospital in Puerto Rico is that one. And when I was there, my roommate, Eva, went to do her practice in psychology. How crazy. So your roommate was going to become a psychologist. Your mom's put you in this hospital, hospital, which is like for, it's an, in, an asylum. It's a cuckoo. It's a, the worst place you could be. Yeah, it's but, an asylum. But I don't remember nothing bad from that place. All I remember from that place was a lot of beds in a line, line beds, women's, all women's, older, not old, older than me because I was 19. And the lady, there wasn't even a bed, so I have to, the lady sleep in the top and I sleep under her feet. She said, okay, I'll take care of you. You sleep with me because there wasn't no bed for me. I don't remember medicine. I don't remember shower. I don't remember food, nothing. Two weeks, but I don't remember nothing there. I don't. Wow. I don't recall. Maybe the trauma tanto de esto que es like. So you were sick and mentally mm -hmm. sick and then you needed support, but obviously your family didn't know. No sabían. Because back in the day, even no. now, there's no support for mental health. No, nobody. Nobody Imagine knew. Imagine back then in the late 80s. I don't, I didn't know. Nobody knew what's wow, going okay. on. Todavía no saben. It's still, like, mira lo que pasó with COVID. There's still so many taboo and issues with mental health. So this is 78. So now you're in the hospital. And what happens, because this is pretty amazing, your roommate, who was studying psychology. Yeah, Eva. Tell, tell us what happened with her. Okay, I was I was standing by the, by the uh, not the fence, the, the gate, not the uh -huh. gate, you know, la, ¿cómo se llama? ¿Cómo se dice en español? Dilo en español. Mm, la reja. Pues, gate, pues la, uh -huh. The bars. The bars. With a, they have a big, thin lock. And I was looking outside all the time, and she saw me. When she walked in, she saw me. What are you doing? Who are you seeing here? I said, I don't see nobody. They put me here. How come? So she got like, what? Chucked. Then she went and talked to the to the guy from the hospital, the director, and they did like a big uh, meeting. Everybody, big guys, everybody did a big meeting with me and her. And they said, no, she doesn't belong here. She got to get out. So they took me out. I was there two weeks. Wow. but That's big. Then to my friend, I wouldn't, uh, they, until this day, they say, whoever get there, they don't come out. You don't come out. Because the family, nobody claim you, nobody go see you. They just throw you there and that's it. Then when I was there, I remember when I was standing, looking to the side in the front, I saw, I don't know what it was, but I saw like people like something like movie, like, like shadows in the other side. So I got scared because I said, oh, my God, if they put me there, you know. Seems like the other side there was worse, something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was scary. It was like, you could see, like, shadow, like, people moving like that, like that, yeah, like, like no nice. good, like, no good. Yeah, like bad energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like bad energy. So, so she took you out. So she, she showed up. She was like an angel to take me out because I wouldn't, I would never be out because my mother locked me with my 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 mom and my aunt, my aunt locked me there, and 
they never went to see me or nothing or, or asked for me, you know. And they said that's the worst, the only and the only hospital, Taiki, and worst place uh-huh. in Puerto Rico that whoever go there they don't come out. And and then I thank uh, God for your friend. That's crazy. Yeah, thank God for her and my sister Gloria that got me here. Shout out, shout out to you, lady. <laughs> so they took you out, and now you're home with your mom. And Gloria comes then to get you and Walita. Yeah, yeah. Take you to America. I went to with my my aunt, and yeah. then my aunt locked me in a room and, and nails the door and everything because they don't want me to get out. Because they so, thought you weren't well. So yeah. I hit the door and I I break it and I end with my mom back with pro in front. My mom and my sister were there. My sister Maribel, Malta, Carmeniri. But they don't want me there because they said I make too much noise and they got to go to work. Blah, 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 so they complain. Yeah, because you were sick. Right? Yeah, okay. so so I end up being with my sister. But before that, I remember we all got it in the bed with the mosquitero inside and play with the pillows. My mom, everybody inside there. We had a like good time too there. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we did that. And then Gloria showed up. And I said, Did you know her? You didn't know her? Well, we, we used to ride. I right. write to her, but I didn't see her face. Yeah. But wow. I used to write to her when she was with her boyfriend, Junior, yeah. Marisa's father. You guys look alike, too. Like, yeah, yeah. Parecido. We, 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 I used to write to her from Puerto Rico all the time. Yeah. And, and I said, listen, I'm here. I got no money. I got nothing. I lose everything. I'm sick. What I'm she said, don't worry. I gave you a ticket. So she got me a ticket and got me here. And my mom. So she took you. Kamenidi, mommy, Kamenidi, and me. So your sister, your little sister, you and your mom. And brought you to America. Yeah, and uh, Carmeniri was nine. Yeah. I was 19. Mommy, I don't remember. Yeah, my yeah. mommy was young anyway. So we went to live with Gloria at Pine Street. That was In the Framingham. First, first time. That's where I was came into the picture. <laughs> Claflin. Esa la casa that I was. No, born. no, mi amor. We went to live at Pine Street. Oh, Pine Street. With Gloria. Yeah. Pine Street. Then after that, after that, I am moving to Claflin with mommy, to papa and Joe. Okay, you so them. you're in America. Did you get medication? Did somebody help you or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell Erica, me. Erica, Erica, <laughs> Gloria, Gloria. My sister Gloria make an appointment at uh, Trinity. It used to be called Trinity Mental Health in yeah. Lexington, in Framingham. That was the place that me and my okay. mom went to get treatment for wow. therapy together. I didn't know that about Titi Gloria. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that from her. That's I really always, nice. That's really I nice. always say that. I'm very thankful for her and my, my la otra nena Puerto Rico. Eva. Eva. Okay. Eva. They were, they were, they, they, they were my saint that got me out of there. Wow. You know? Yeah. So you're now, okay. So now they take you to the hospital. They give you medication. They took me to Trinity Mental Health for treatment. Me and my mom, we go for therapy. And they prescribe medication, and that's how we started and you doing. You started feeling better. That was in nineteen. Cuando vinimos? Seventy nine. Eighty one. Eighty one. Eighty one. I came in America to nineteen eighty one. Wow. Okay. I was in Puerto Rico. Seventy eight. Wow. Three. Almost three years. No treatment at all. Sick. Almost three years in a that's, limbo. That's wild. In a limbo. Wow. It was bad. Very bad. It was bad. I, I used to walk with my hands like this, like a robot. Because I don't know why, but you would just walk, and uh, and I used I to remember get, that you would walk a lot. I used to get itchy, the skin, so I had to use an umbrella. And they used to get bully people telling me, "Oh, look at the crazy!" I'm everybody, and and I also 
remember and something else I hear they walking like that funny, walking funny, and my hands tremble like change. Yeah. Because you didn't have any, you were sick, yeah. I didn't have any treatment yeah. at all. So now you got treatment. Are you feeling better? Are you, what are you doing in Pine Street? You meet my crazy father. Oh, no, I met, yeah, when I met your father in night. So you were feeling better though, right? You started taking medication. Te sentías mejor. Sí, sí. So estaba viviendo normal. Were you working? Were you just? I was working. I was working at the working? mall. Did you I learn was, English? I learned it in Puerto Rico, remember? Oh, you did? In, oh, in school, wow. in school. Okay, because you went to college. My mom has a bachelor's degree, y'all. Bachelor's mm -hmm. degree <laughs> and an associate degree too. Well, yeah, you have in to liberal have arts. Okay. No, no, no. Oh no, you don't need to have an associate. Thing is that when I applied for college, the the social worker lost my papers and my application, so I couldn't make it to the university straight ahead. So instead of four years, I had to do six years for the bachelor's. You did. I didn't know that. I lost the lady. Basically, have a master's degree, mom. Okay. <laughs> this is what happened. The lady lost my paper. So after all the trouble, wow. she lost my paper. So I have to, I have to apply to college, do an associate two years, then get transferred to the University of Puerto Rico. But I didn't. And, I, and five, I did it. Five and that's how I got my degree. Yeah. And I got my degree after I got sick. I had to go get a test. And make an exam, like revalidation, yeah. to get my diploma because I couldn't finish because I got sick Wow! while I was in college. You're amazing, mom. So I finished, and I did it, and and okay. I worked in Puerto Rico in so a lot of places. You, and I, you rocked it. You were miss, you were, you won awards and pageants, and you were amazing. So, so when I came here. Yes, yeah, so you're in America. I uh, working. started working at the mall at Sears because, remember, I worked for Sears, so I got a transfer. Yeah. From Sears from Puerto Rico to Sears in Nettick Mall. Wow. And I work at the Sears. I remember Sears. Sears and Nettick Mall. Yeah, I worked there. In, I worked first in the kids in the Boy Scout department, selling Boy Scouts. And after the Boy Scout, I got transferred to Better Sportswear with the clothes. Mm -hmm. Then other stores. But I met your father after being here six months in uh, Framingham. Wow. Six months. This okay. is how I met him. Yeah. I asked the guy. Can you take, I, I was looking for a, for a ride for somebody to take us to the hotel in Boston to go dancing to the Bradford Hotel. To it the what hotel? Bradford in Boston. Bradford. You it, wanted to go dancing. It was a party with Orquesta Solución. And there was Gloria, a Maribel, me and my friend wanted to go, but we didn't have a car. So I asked him, I saw him washing the car in Pine Street, his car, the Starkey car. Yeah. And he said, okay, I take you. So we pay him. But instead of staying in the car, the guy got out and he put his hands on me. Like I said, listen, I'm not in a day with you. You just chauffeured. I said, you got to stay in the car. No, no, no. I'm going to the party with you guys, he said. So we went to the party and that's how I met the guy. <laughs> and then then he got mad because I, I, I hide it from him all night in the party and I didn't dance with him or nothing. And he said, oh, I'm going to get her one now. I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. So that's how he got me. And then he asked So me he was in the neighborhood. He was in the same neighborhood. He lived in Fermian. Wow. That's El Continto, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how crazy, right? You're both from Puerto Rico. <laughs> and you both come to a, a Framingham, out of all places, and ended up attracting each other. <laughs> and hilarious. I asked him. And I asked him for to take me to, 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 take me to, to the party. And we're going to pay. <laughs> and he said, but... You know, he got a, I remember he had a great coat on. He got out and put the hands on me like, like we're in a day. You're like, I just need you to drive me, buddy. I said, no, How listen, funny. you're staying in the car, you're the chauffeur. No way, I'm going to the party, he says. <laughs> so 
I didn't, I dissed him one night. I didn't dance with him. <laughs> he got mad and he said, I'm going to get her. I'm going to get her. So that he got me and I got Erika. <laughs> How long were you with him before you had me? Well. You said four years, right? Yeah. We we started 1981 and you were born in 83. So actually what happened is that we started dating and he used to go see me at the apartment at Gloria's. He sit here, I sit here. Then suddenly he wanted to move, so he moved with me and mommy to Claflin. And no, we moved someplace else, me and him, with a friends. Yeah. And when we moved there, I find out why I was pregnant. And I said, and he said, oh my God, we're going to tell your mom. I said, oh, she's going to kill me. I said, <laughs> he said, got to tell your mother. And you were 28, right? And I got 27. scared. I guess 28. I got scared. And he said, no way, you, you're not no woman. I said, no, she's going to kill me. <laughs> and then he said, no, no, no we got to tell her. La, la, la. So we moved with mommy and she knew. And that's how I, you, I got you. <laughs> and then you were born in 1983, June 17. Yeah. At 6.05, you were born. And what happened? So your father went to the hospital when I have you. He showed up at 4 in the morning drunk. I want to see my daughter. You show up at this time crazy. But at the time, things were different. So he was lucky. But also he was doing, he was selling drugs and he was. No, no, no. I didn't know that. No, that, but I'm saying, but he was, that's who he was. He was. He worked. No, he got, he got two jobs and he was okay. But I didn't know about the drugs. Not yeah, until yeah, no, later. Not saying, until later. But 4 a.m. he's rocking up and he's like, you know. He was drunk. Yeah, and he grabbed me. I was scared. He's gonna oh, let you fall. He was holding me. <laughs> he was in the room. I said, "You crazy! You come here drunk at four o'clock in the morning to see your baby born." Oh, no, Why wasn't he there when you were having me? It was never. So I want to hear that story because you did say, and I think it's pretty cool when how kids come out. Because I pushed myself out. Apparently, maybe uh -huh. ripping into the world. <laughs> no, 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 they. They, so you uh, were, you were, uh, you share the thing, porque tú estabas afuera, you weren't even in a room. This is wild because I've had my baby with cesarean and then I had natural and I had a miscarriage. So I feel like birth is a big, I love birth and I think it's important. So you, you were ready to have it. You, they had you outside. No, they, they took me actually to, not to papa, somebody else. So papa was never taking me. Somebody else took me three times. They sent me back. You're not ready. I said, oh my God. So. <laughs> Then the last time they said, okay, we're going to leave you in the little, in a bed, Macamilla, in the side and wait. hallway. Yeah, no, in a room, in a room, but in the side, not in the room that you have the baby. I never saw oh, that Oh, like room. a little room. Yeah, 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 like a regular room. And then they said, okay, she's not ready, but we're going to, we have to do cesarean. We'll be back. And they left me. And I said, no way, cesarean. So I grabbed the thing, the bars, and I pushed three times. Boom. And you were born. I jumped the No, 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 in the bed. When I when I push you, I hear something boom and by, were you by yourself? Yeah, by myself. That's nobody so else. Shrinking. Nobody else. Well, no, because Shh. because the guy said You were like, I'm not getting a cesarean. Something like I wasn't white enough or something. Yeah, you weren't yeah, the size. So he said we gotta do cesarean. I said, No way, they're gonna do no cesarean to me. I never had a surgery in my life and my baby's gonna born natural. So Maribel cousin, my dad's cousin. Yeah, Alicia, the nurse friend, they were with me, but they left because I wasn't ready. They left me by myself, and I said, "Forget it." So I went boom, and I pushed three times, and went boom, and I said, "Good, she's born." And the guy came, ah, 
the, the doctor came like 10 minutes after. Oh, no way. You shouldn't do that. It was very uh, dangerous. She couldn't die. You couldn't die. I say, she didn't die. I didn't die, so I'm alive. That's all it matters. <laughs> That's it. It's done. But how you had me, you ripped everything. Yeah, yeah. they had to saw me. And the doctor said something to you, which I think is so messed up. But he said to you, you can't have any more children or something. You're going to die if you do or something. Doc, I remember I, you said that. I think, yeah. I think and he, said, he only had one kid. No, I think he said something. It was very risky to me to have more kids. Maybe I couldn't have it because that they said I, know, I couldn't. But he either. said, don't have any more kids. That was risky. You could have died. And then my mom didn't have any more kids. Oh. Yeah, but the thing is because, number one, I don't want to have more kids with your father. That's, of course. That's, that's number risky. one. That's risky. And and second. <laughs> He's got eight kids. Second, second. I didn't want to have kids from different fathers either. So I have a minio. A minio want a baby, but I said yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't believe in having kids from different fathers because I have brothers and sisters like from that. other fathers and they we don't really get. There was a bit of trauma there. And, you yeah. know, I don't know. So I want to ask you, Perate. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there was a point where you had me. And obviously you were taking medication. And I remember you telling me that you wanted to breastfeed. Uh-huh. I did. And you had to stop uh, taking, like, I, that. I did it for maybe two for weeks? two, three weeks only. Okay. I couldn't do it because the medicine would bother the, the milk. So you had to stop taking But it, But when I got you, I have a postpartum disease. What when is I that? Got postpartum you. disease? Postpartum disease. I got sick. Oh, oh, postnatal depression. Totally. Yes. Okay. I got that. And so as soon I as you had me? Uh-huh. And then you, you were, were You were two weeks. I end in the psyche unit in Framingham. And yeah. you used to be next to me in a little bed when you were yeah. two weeks because you were a little baby. But were you able to feed me there? No, you couldn't. So two I weeks. I feed you for two weeks. That's it because the medicine. But seriously, so as a kid. Makes me like emotional. The kid what? So you stopped. you stopped taking your medicine so you could feed me. Uh huh. And then you had to, and then you got sick. No, 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 no. It wasn't because I stopped the medicine. I don't know why. That makes you. That made you sick when you would stop the medicine back then. I remember I, when you would stop. You. I don't know. Sick. I don't know that. But I finished that. When I got out, your father has like a party every day, and I have to clean, no clean, cook, and do no a lot support, of things. No support. Post also, post. instead of uh, laying down, I have to be doing a lot of things. For the friends, for Crazy. people, like party for them because they were drinking party all the time because you were born. And instead of having resting, I was doing things. They said that's why I have a postpartum disease yeah. trauma. Yeah. Because not resting at all. I know, it's stressful. Cleaning, cooking. Yeah. So I end in the hospital in Framingham Union, Psyche Unit, and you were like a little baby. They put you in a little bed next to me, and I spent there. No, I don't even know. Maybe a month. Yeah. Then I got out and that's it. Was I with grandma or would I stay with you? No, you stay with your father and grandma. Yeah. Mommy. And grandma wanted to bath you and she let you fall from the table <laughs> when you were when you were two weeks. That's why I'm a bit crazy, no? <laughs> <laughs> two weeks old. Yeah, to papa, your father told me after, a long time after he told me that. Yeah. I didn't know when he told me. He said, I'm going to tell you now, but... Your mom let the, the baby put it in the table and the baby sleep and fall down two weeks old from the table. That, explain, almost, that explains a lot. <laughs> almost kill you. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that, that was that was it. And and then That's came a lot. I, there's more. There's more because there's our whole life. But I wanted to, to just share because I think 
a lot of people don't understand what, where their parents come from and what happens to their parents. I know that for being alone, for you being sexual abuse, for you feeling mental health and not having support, right? Mira para allá arriba. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she just looks down. It's a weird angle up there. Um, no, but you know, like there was a lot you went through, like not having your mom, not having support, independence, going to school. Uh -huh. You have a lot of good values that you peleaste, like you fought for everything you wanted. Uh -huh. You were like, when I'm 18, I'm going to do this. And I just wanted to share that because there's also the whole story about me and foster home and you coming and finding me and never giving up on me. You didn't do what your mom did. You looked for me. You chased me. You found me. You cared for me uh -huh. every time. Uh -huh. And I think I have a lot of my determination from you. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was something maybe on me, my 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 way, myself, that always fought for what I for something. Yeah. That I didn't I didn't give up or I don't I didn't stop. I want more and more. I want I want to do it. Like yeah. my mom gave me away. I don't know. Maybe that started somehow because it was gonna make because I was thinking maybe big. I was thinking mm -hmm. in growing and thinking big, growing and uh, and doing something. You know. Yeah. So maybe staying at the country with her right there, I wouldn't do nothing there. Maybe yeah. because how I'm gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So I look at it that way. That uh, somehow. Since I was a little kid, I had some kind of, you know, desire, desire to grow, uh -huh. to do, to to explore, to do in the world. Just do more. Yeah, do more. Yeah, to be more, to do more. Yeah, yeah. And now you're in Australia. Holy shit, how far away. <laughs> you're in the future. I know. And uh, yeah, so, so I wasn't scared when they gave me away. Maybe other kids would cry. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you did cry. Maybe you can't remember that you cried. No, I don't remember. I, yeah. I don't recall crying at all. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I cry when I was at the place at yeah. night time. Yeah. Because all I went through, I used to cry, take the pillow and cry and talk to God. Somehow, somehow I knew there was a God, somebody who's going to help me. I have my faith that something is going to something take yeah. me somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And I. That makes me fight it mm. and, and and keep on going. Yeah. So, because, I mean, a little kid, I know, what are they going to do, you know? 100%. You have to survive. You have a, to survive. A little, a little kid, what can they do? I mean, they put you, they, it's like they leave the kid in the jungle. No, pero tenemos que sobrevivir. Like, human beings have survival mode, so you just would have went into survival mode. Okay, last words. What has been, do you think for you, one of the biggest lessons in your life? In your whole life, what do you feel like is the biggest lesson for you? Hmm. Wow. I know, it's a big question. I don't know. Algo que sea que te, a big lesson that's helped you to be who you are. Always, maybe, I don't know, let me see. Maybe looking for my for my family somehow, you know, looking for my roots, mm. my mom, my brothers, even that sometimes I feel like they don't appreciate it at all somehow, yeah. but... I did it and I don't regret it that I did because something inside me tells me that I want to know was my family, that yeah. I didn't came from a tree, that I came from a lady, yeah. from a guy, that I brothers and sister, yeah. that I wasn't brought by mistake, that yeah, I came, that I, yeah, that I came from somebody, yeah. that somebody gave me birth, somebody yeah. took me. 
And maybe that, that's why my, my big lesson looking, looking for them and more my father too. Yeah. Because somehow, even that I wasn't grew up with my father, I was, I always thought about my father. Yeah. I think I was very attached to him. My mother too, my mother too, because I didn't have them a lot, but I have the little bit that I have of them was good, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think if you have at least a little bit, but it's good. Yeah, that that's good. gonna that's gonna do it. Yeah, because sometimes you have a lot, a lot, but no good. Yeah, it's true. it doesn't it doesn't matter. But a, a little bit of something better than good nothing bad. It's better than nothing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that gave me a lot of hope. And uh, and it was a challenge yeah. going to to that place and growing nice. up. I I feel good that I grew up there, nice. that I went to that house, and I really I really appreciate what they did, even. That it was hard. Mm. I appreciate it now that I'm have this at this age because they taught me how to be strong. They taught me how to work. Yeah. They taught me how to fight, a lot fight of good in life. Stuff. Yeah, a good good manners, good uh, uh-huh. good skills. Yeah, and if they wouldn't taught me that, I wouldn't survive. Yeah. Oh, after I went through all the 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 depression and all I that. I love you. Know? you. You're and, amazing. Uh, the greatest thing having my daughter. Yeah, I was the best. Just kidding. Mom, I love you. Gracias por estar en el podcast. Thank you so much. Thank uh-huh. you for sharing your story. And there's more to come with the Margarita Rakatan <laughs> show. Cry, cry. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to. And I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.